You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners, to Hour 2 of this morning's Real Presence Live. Uh, just had some fantastic conversations in that first hour. Uh, our first interview is with Tanya Humphreys of Dakota Hope, and then just now we we're speaking with Eleanor Jones, who's the uh, president of the Diocesan Council of Catholic Women here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Which I've been a longtime member of. Exactly. Without knowing it. Yes. Right. <laughs> two, over two decades. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just as a reminder... Uh, later on today, you should be able to log on to the Real Presence Radio uh, website and uh, catch a podcast of those interviews um, if you'd like to know, uh, to, to listen to those again, share them with friends. Uh, same with the ones, obviously, that we'll be uh, having in these this next hour, the next two interviews we have. Um, but uh, just as a reminder, it's a good way to, to catch up. If you, I know a lot of people are driving in the car or something and you catch half of an interview or something like that. Uh, so just as a reminder, you can go there, uh, realpresenceradio.com and look those up or of course, you can find them in Spotify or Stitcher or any of the other podcast apps as well. You can subscribe in the podcast app and get that uh, automatically downloaded to your phone. So My kids like to cool listen to them to critique how many times I say the word um and like. There you go. That's, and then that's they give a me a count. It's it great. There you go. <laughs> I'm like, well, at least you're listening. <laughs> like, maybe for nefarious reasons, but at least you're listening. So... Um, I wanted to mention before our next interview, wanted to give a few minutes uh, to talk about the brouhaha. Yes, yes, the brouhaha is coming up. It is um, St. James Coffee. Is, it is our major fundraiser for the year. Um, St. James is, for those of you who may not have heard this, we are a nonprofit, but we are a standalone entity. We do not... Um, we're not funded by the diocese. We don't have... There's no money coming in from any of the churches, so we... we um, we run in the the red. And if you're not in, uh, familiar with business, uh, we, on average, run like two thousand dollars in the red a month. If I could work for free, we would be fine. But I can't do that because I have a family. Um, it would be fantastic if I could just donate all my time, but I can't. So um, every year, I think this is the eleventh one technically. Um, we've been open for ten years now. Um, and uh, they, it's this big, huge gala-type um, fundraiser. There's uh, someone emcees the whole night. We have a live auction with an auctioneer. We have a silent auction. There is a very, very nice catered-in meal. Um, yeah, it's just it ends up being a really fun night. We have live music. Um, plenty to do, a couple hours at least, um, worth of entertainment. And, um, yeah, just community building. And, um, yeah, it's really, it's really a fun, fun, fun night. What are the deets? What are the deets? Oh, that's like a very that's a very hip word to use. <laughs> the deets. Um, we will be uh, hosting it on Friday, February seventeenth. I think the doors will be opening at five o'clock for people to come in and start taking their seats. And we have um, we have the opportunity for people to buy and host a table, um, or you can just purchase an individual ticket. Um, Tickets are running $60 a piece this year, and with that, you get the meal and the entire evening. Um, and you can just buy those individually as well uh, at the stjamescoffee.com website. Um, you can go in and order them online, or if you are near Rochester, you can stop in and purchase them at the shop. And where will it be held? We will be at the Empire Event Center, which is a change. If you've ever been to it before, we usually do the International Event Center. Um, so... Uh, if you are familiar with Rochester, there's a, a hotel called the Best Western Apache, and it is the event center within that hotel. 
is that by the the uh, the mall? Then? Yes, by the mall. Yep, okay. the Apache Mall. So well, that makes sense. All right. Well, fantastic. I'm glad we got a few minutes to talk about that. It's an important fundraiser. Like you said, this is a, a ministry, a nonprofit uh, that does important things, uh, not least of which is, is hosting a radio show, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I would never have the opportunity to do this <laughs> if St. James wasn't open. So it's go. very important to my you know minor Catholic radio celebrity status. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, our uh, next guest is joining us live from St. Louis. Uh, at the Seek Conference, and uh, that is Father Tay. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Nick. How's it going? It's fantastic. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself a little bit to our listeners? Yes, Who may not sir. have met you, my unfortunately. Name. <laughs> my name is Father Tay Hong. I'm uh, a Catholic priest in the Diocese of Rwanda, Rochester. And uh, my, my parish is the Sacred Heart Catholic Church from Seek and Minnesota. And so, yeah, so I grew up in Oostana all my life, and then uh, God called me to become a priest, and here I am, now attending this big conference. There you go. Um, would you mind uh, telling our listeners maybe a little bit, a uh, little snapshot of your vocation story, how that uh, worked out in the end? Yeah, sure. So, uh, like all good vocation stories, right? my, my parents are pretty faithful. Um, and so they, 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 were, they were the ones that actually exposed me uh, a lot to the Catholic faith. And uh, that always had my curiosity, like what was the priest was doing. Um, so got used to that uh, curiosity. Like I was already kind of thinking about the priest, but not fully aware of what God was calling me to. Um, but he knew that uh, I loved teaching, and I also wanted to make a difference in today's, uh, in today's world, especially with the youth. Right? The youth around the crazy culture, so how do we bring Jesus' presence, his truth and harmony to the world? And so he used my desire for teaching uh, to get me to the priesthood. I was blessed to have uh, a very good uh, home pastor. He kind of guided me throughout this whole time. I lost two friends, one when I was 12 and one when I was in high school. And mm-hmm. so when a young kid, you know, uh, who's experiencing the, those tragedies without having a good, clear concept of his faith, he can't defend it, it could be a very hard time. But this priest became a very good father to me. Uh, mm-hmm. He helped me through the grief. And so in my heart, I said, when... Uh, I was angry at God at first, but in my heart I said, if I became a, like a good man of God, that's the type of guy I want to be. I want to be that type of father who loves mm. his children through the pain. So that's how mm. my vocation story is. It's out of a deep suffering, comes mm. through life, and a new hope through, through the cross of Jesus Christ, of course. <laughs> so that's my vocation story in a nutshell. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I had the opportunity yeah. to meet Father Tay when he was like a baby priest. Were you even a priest when you were at Francis, or were you like in a pastoral? Like I can't even remember why were you there. Yes, yeah. So I was there uh, as a uh, deacon during the summer of Saint Francis Rosa. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we had a whole summer together with Father Tay, and I remember it was the first time my kids were like. Priests are cool. I don't think they understood you were a deacon, but like that was the first yeah. time where they were really like, these guys are like human. They're nice. He made a bet with my kids. It's a running joke that he owes them five. You've paid them, haven't you? He was yeah, he was betting them. <laughs> yeah, they were altar serving, and um, uh, there was a baptism, and he was he he bet them. He's like, do you think the baby's going to cry? Five bucks, <laughs> and they and Father Tay lost, and so all of these years later, it's a running joke that he owes them five bucks for that bet. So. <laughs> So his his love for the youth was apparent even then. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic, fantastic. I love it. I love it. Um, 
So uh, if you're just tuning in right now, Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scatio, and we have Father Tay on the phone. Uh, he's joining us uh, live from St. Louis, uh, Missouri, at the uh, SEEK conference there. He was able to uh, spare a few minutes to talk with us on air. I know it's a, a busy time, so uh, thank you for making the time uh, for us. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about SEEK in the, in the second part of the interview. Uh, but uh, I was just going to ask a uh, question I love asking priests when we have them on air, but what's kind of been your biggest... Uh, biggest blessing, I guess, so far, uh, being a priest, being able to serve the church as a priest? Oh, that's a beautiful question. Um, for me, right now, it's just the Mass. The Mass at confession. Anytime a priest can bring Jesus to the people, like that's always a blessing. Uh, and the crazy part, too, is like the world is hungry so bad. Uh, it's my prayer as a priest that people are humble enough to get past through all the stuff that culture tells them, right? to get through all those lies and just say, hey, what if I just let go? Mm. What, how could be, would it be that bad if I let God jump, right? Would it be that bad if I allow myself to love, to trust, and actually to let go and see what faith can do for me? Mm. Because are you still doing prison ministry too? Yes. Can yes. you talk a little we, bit about we, that? Because I find that fascinating. Yeah, so that's actually where my priesthood actually grew a lot because, uh, one, one of the, one of the few gifts that God given to me is just to to be with people in their pain and just to give them healing, love, and mercy. Um, and so it's uh, it's an eye opener, right? Because how do you preach hope when someone who's been incarcerated and is there for, for for a very long time, you know? And so for them, it's they, they they need to be constantly reminded of that they are still good people. God created them to be good. It's unfortunate that sin entered the world. They have made mistake and now they're paying for that mistake but however god still loves them right and so when i go to prison mission i really preach about how do you how does one stay faithful how does one cling to hope how does one really abide with jesus and graft themselves onto the cross with jesus in those trying moments when they are incarcerated um so it's helped me it sort of helped me in my own fatherhood to love you know to love with my words to love with my presence and to love with the past it's been quite a blessing to see a lot of conversions. There are a lot of women before coming to the prison. So, Father, I've heard bad things all Catholics. I want nothing to do with it. But when I come to your mass, I know that there's a presence here. I can't mm. deny. And I, and I want more. And I'm just like, how is it that these women in prison this are getting it more more than the people who are sitting in the pews? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, I know that sounds super harsh. But sometimes that's why it's amazing the scripture says the cross is a stumbling block. Sometimes we have to be so humble that God uses people who are deemed like unmarginalized or uncool to be the ones that actually believe back to God. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautifully put. Because in my head, when I'm thinking prison ministry, I'm thinking something very different, like hard knocks and like you going in there and yeah. being in danger. But I suppose you're probably pretty safe. Yeah, correct, correct. The beautiful part is that they're... they're, they're their love, their laughter comes after hearing some of the confessions and the peace of the kid, knowing that Jesus Christ has been here. That's been amazing. Oh, and what an important ministry, like to go in and, yeah, be imprisoned. That's just, oh, that's just amazing. I'm so proud of you. Not like I'm your mom, but I'm just proud of you anyway. <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> I've watched so him grow thank up you, as a priest, you. so, like, it's it's beautiful. So, um, uh, like I said, uh, you're at uh, Seek right now, and we'll talk a little bit about that after the break. We're coming up on a break right now. If you're just uh, tuning in, 
uh, Nick Medelsky and Melissa Scacio at the one and only St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota, uh, speaking with Father Tay, who's the uh, the pastor of Sacred Heart in Wasika, as well as giving us kind of an on-the-ground live reporter uh, update on how Seek is going down there in St. Louis. So stay tuned here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. We can access Jesus' healing power through the sacrament of confession. But how can telling a priest my sins heal me? People pay good money to unburden themselves to psychotherapists because of a deep-seated human need to confess and be absolved. Through our contrition and confession to the Lord Jesus in the person of the priest, we accomplish the healthy task of accountability in an age of shirking of personal responsibility. But beyond the psychological benefits of admitting wrongdoing so that we can move on, our souls are literally wiped clean in this sacrament. We are given the grace and the strength to go out there and actually do better. A truly clean and peaceful spirit leads to a healthier body and mind. The sacrament of confession is a well of healing for your soul. Is it time for you to go to confession? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace. Power. Purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. This is Father Anthony Craig from the Diocese of Duluth. Being a priest is a great joy in my life, and I love especially the celebration of Holy Mass, where there is the sacrifice of Jesus once again displayed before us, that we are informed by it, and it changes our life. Over time, the grace of the Lord actually gives us joy. And as a priest, to celebrate that sacrament, the sacrament of the Eucharist, for people and to bring God from the altar down to others and to give them the Eucharist is a great joy in my life. And as I distribute communion, I ask the Lord to bless each of the people that come up to receive the host. And I thank God for the great gift of the priesthood, which gradually came to me. It was not all at once, but over time I realized that the Lord was giving me the desire and ability to be a priest and to be a man in Christ, a man of the church, and a man for others. And he eventually showed me that that was the true joy, that where my deep gladness met the world's great need. And that is the essence of a vocation. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning. Um, Melissa Scacio and Nick Bedelski, we're coming to you live from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. I'm speaking to Father Tae Huang, who is the pastor at Sacred Heart in Waseca, Minnesota. And as you can kind of hear the background noise in his connection, um, yeah. he is at the Seek Conference. Um, and we're going to talk to him about that in a little bit, but I, I find it really fascinating. Father Tay is so cool. Um, and I'm, I'm blessed that he is one of my friends. But um, could you talk a little bit about how um, you actually do masses in Vietnamese um, to bring, like, an authenticity to the... We have a, quite a large Vietnamese community in Rochester um, so that they can hear the mass in their own language. Sure, sure. So, yeah, so I grew up speaking Vietnamese in, in my own household uh, with my mom and dad. But the, uh, the real issue lies with it, like, like in the... The first wave, uh, it was coming over the first generation. I, I never learned how to, to, to read, how to read it. And so, and so I had to, so I, I would often go over to my, my parents' house and say, hey, look, 
I need to memorize these prayers for the mass. So we go through <laughs> each prayer, and each part of the mass, they would, I would record them, and then I would memorize it while matching the words and sounds I hear from them to the words on the page. And so it's, it's time to fill me, but hey, you know, it's all, it's all for Jesus, making sure people receive the body's blood in a language that they actually understand. So that's the most beautiful part about it. And how how cool for your parents to be to be part of that process, like you said, to be able to help you with that. Yeah, amen. So they they, they were humbled because uh, they're they're one good Catholics. They're like, hey, this is a, what's the constitution? I don't think it's in say. I'm like, this is for training purposes. I'm like, I, I get you're going to become a priest. I just need to learn to know that I'm speaking right. <laughs> to right. That. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's what we're worried about right now. <laughs> Yeah, just so you say what you think you're saying. Like, that's always a danger when yeah. you're speaking a different language. Correct, <laughs> correct, uh, correct. So, so as we mentioned before the break and uh, leading back in, you're at uh, the SEEK conference right now. For those who aren't familiar, what is it? Yeah, so SEEK conference is, is a huge and awesome conference. It gathers all different colleges, campuses that have the focus uh, missionary and a center within the campus. So the focus of missionaries is really how do we go out to college kids and get them to know Jesus through the Bible studies, to friendship, to authentic training of, of uh, missionaries themselves. And so this conference is really for those who've already gone through the programs within their own Newman centers, but to be Catholics across the whole the whole world uh, and the whole U.S. Because we often forget, especially small towns, even from Wusika, you, you probably know what I'm talking about, right? Because it's like the local church, that's it. That's all their mind has ever existed. So for example, I'm from Musika. Musika is the only thing about we Musika. It's the grandkids and kids are kind of frustrated saying, but mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, that's a huge other church. And it's like they've never been exposed to the universal Catholic church. And so in a way, I think comments helps them to break, to break that mold, um, but also to give them tools. You can get them a fire because what happens to these college kids is that we want them to evolve in their characters. So often, they get inquired for their faith to come back. Maybe it's an older priest, right? Maybe the culture isn't there, so they give up. Like, why should I go through this whole process of becoming Catholic to not have an existing culture when I go to a parish? And so in, uh, this conference is beautiful for any priest to go or any religious sisters to really bring back that drive, that mission, and think, you know, this isn't just for the young adults, this is for the whole parish. So what would happen if you really did what Jesus asked them to understand the last exhortation of Jesus and Gospel of Matthew, right? Go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them. We always forget that part. We say, go and make disciples, right? We forget that part. It's baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and making sure that they keep the Lord's statutes and commandments. What does that mean? we got to bring people into the Catholic Church so that they can receive all their sacraments, be saved, but also make sure they live a lifelong authentic discipleship. They're living the life of sacraments so they have a real life relationship with Jesus. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, you know, like you mentioned, uh, it's probably a different, different experience for you attending as as a priest than, say, a young adult attending. Can you speak uh, maybe to a little bit? Like you mentioned a little bit how it's uh, uh, um, like a, a confirmation of your of your priesthood. I guess you kind of said and for religious sisters, religious as well. Could you speak a little bit more on that? Sure. Uh, what's been neat is that, uh, especially, especially like doing sessions and like usually guiding them, uh, it, it's, it's amazing of like uh, beginning to understand why God calls different people to a priesthood, right? Because the people that we meet, 
in, in our ministry, we may have the gift and we may have the work that that particular soul needed. You know, and so it was very humbling to have, you know, of course, this happened uh, right after, uh, you know, confession to have one, one, you know, one of the first smokers saying, you know, Father, in our conversation, it's not like special, they're so funny, but, you know, I talked to many priests about this particular issue, <laughs> but, but, you're, but you're the one that just called it out as it is. I'm like, well, it's also blessing that curse. Because I tell people, my parents, growing up in a wartime country, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do that. Right? There's so much on the line. It's not always operating. I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to drive to a hospital post Absolutely, like you said, it's it's kind of a. I, I I like that you said it's a it's a blessing and a curse, right? To be able to to have those uh, unique uh, confession experiences there. And I know you had mentioned that too after the uh, the Steubenville conference here in Rochester, kind of a similar uh, vibe, I guess, to use a, a, a another word that kids cool young use. word. Yeah. Yes, we all love the youth <laughs> <laughs> going out at these awesome. conferences. Awesome. Yeah, and all for two, just like uh, the kids. Uh, these young adults, I've never seen so many young priests. I've never seen so many young religious sisters in habits. And it was like that, that. It was cool to hear, but also like a sort of piece in my heart. Like, what have we done? <laughs> right? Like, we just have never seen young priests or like young yeah. religious. Like, what have we done? You know, it makes us wonder. Yeah. wonder. Well, and you're down there with a very special relative of yours who wears a habit too, right? <laughs> correct. 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 So my cousin. Uh, uh, she was formerly known as Calvin Tran. She's now Sister um, Peter Marino. So it was a great uh, blessing to walk with her, watch her discern her, her vocation. So um, it's been a blessing. So she's actually here with her religious order. <laughs> so we have a lot of fun chatting catching up. Well, fantastic, fantastic. Um, if you're just joining us right now, uh, we're speaking with uh, Father Tay. He's the uh, pastor at Sacred Heart in Wasika. That's where my family and I live in Wasika. I was say, that's where you live, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's how I met Father Tay. And, of course, Melissa met uh, Father Tay here in the Rochester area a long time, ago, long yes. time ago. Long ago. <laughs> yeah, how many years has that been? How many years have you been ordained? Uh, four years. Four years. So it's been four, ordained. yeah. So, like, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so you you went into priesthood like right into COVID. I'm sure that was an adventure. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. People kept saying, "Hey, Father, don't tie yourself out." You know, like once things get to the normal, I have a school in my parish too. Like I'm like, "Eh, no, things are pretty quiet." And I still think that normal. Like, oh my gosh, where's the time <laughs> gone? <laughs> Absolutely, and uh, actually, the the school in Wasika is a little unique, right? As far as uh, uh, tuition and things like that. Correct. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned it. So uh, God has blessed us to, for generous donors, so we run a tuition-free school, right? Um, and so in order for that model to work, a lot of our parishioners, uh, we do a lot of fundraisers, right? Um, but uh, COVID has been hard, you know, uh, with this huge increase in inflation. If you feel called to really help me and my, my ministry, I've been telling my teachers and staff, we're not here just to educate about the faith. We're here to create faith. And to be honest, our Catholic schools are the last line of defense. Right? Because we, we are just detoxifying the kids from the culture. And so for any listeners who are out, who are out there, you know, I have to please, I'm sorry, I have to ask for a lot of donations. It would be really great <laughs> if you could help us in any way or form. So think of our church, Wasika. Uh, our address is 111 4th Street Northwest, Wasika, Minnesota, Zip Course 5 And uh, yeah, it's it's a really unique, it's a 
kindergarten through six. I think there may even be a preschool, um, and it's uh, tuition free because of the the yep. generosity of some donors, as well as a lot of the hard work that's put in for the fundraisers. I know the the Winter Fest is coming up and things like that. So I did okay. want to mention that because uh, it is a unique thing in today's day and age. It used to be pretty common when my my parents were kids for Catholic schools to be yep. free or or very low cost, uh, but now that's very much not the case across the country, but in okay. Wasika, they've been able to, uh, and it's hard work, right? It's not something that magically happened, right? It's uh, it's something Correct. that still takes a lot of hard work. So I uh, just wanted to, to mention that uh, while we were together on air. Uh, so, awesome. Thank um, you so much, Nick. <laughs> okay, I was just pointing at Melissa. Like, come on! Now, now I know. Yeah, please next, ask a question. You know this yeah, guy exactly. Um, so, uh, I guess uh, one thing I'd uh, I'd ask, kind of, is uh, at the seat conference right now. Uh, could you? Uh, it, it's a conference that's put on, put on every year. Uh, could you provide any kind of uh, words of encouragement uh, to young people who might be thinking about going next year? Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, my encouragement for all you young adults who are listening: go. If you, if you if you want to experience God but are afraid of what your friends will think, sometimes we have to do what the church follower Jesus asked us, right? Have you noticed? Every time for a mission, what does Jesus do? He tells us, hey, we've been on the road for a long time. How about you and I go away for a while and, and spend some time? Okay? So spend, spend some that time in prayer, most importantly, away from your family and friends. But we need that drastic move. The Catholics keep praying with our bodies. And so view this ship is not only at the time to meet other cool people and learn about your faith, but also remove yourself away to spend more time with Jesus through all the people you meet, through all the faith that you talk to, all the religious and, and all the friends that you would make. Use this time to go with Jesus into the desert. Okay? Away from distractions, away from family, away from obligations. Just use this week to be with Jesus. And I promise you, anything you do for Jesus will be greatly rewarded. You're not losing. You're only gaining and that's the kind of story of my own vacation with Peter. I can go, I'm a father, you're not married, you're losing so much. And in the end, I've gained so many spiritual children. Like the police part, I walked in here, I met all my friends in the seminary, they're all, they're all here. And some of the kids at different colleges that come up to me and they're like, hey, do you remember me? I'm like, uh, you remind <laughs> me where? You know? <laughs> you know? It's, a, it, it's amazing. Like, I don't remember half the things they say, but like, I remember you, you came to our school, or, or I, I heard you from the family or this podcast. I also have a podcast, too. Sorry, out there. <laughs> yeah, you that's know, true. Coffee break with Ayla. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, guys, yeah, I'd say, like, go for it. Don't be afraid. Drop all the second place. Be not afraid. Go into the deep. And I guess since you mentioned that, we should mention the podcast, too, if you want to just give a give a quick shout-out on those. So our name is called Practical Rambling Fathers. So it's really Father Brian Morgan and I. And we wanted to take everything we learned from the seminary about the spiritual life and make it easy to understand, accessible to everyone. Let's be real. Everyone's judging these days. So what's a what's brilliant way, what's a, a, a cool way to do this? It's through podcast. So I also have YouTube channel too. So thank you. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, you can check those out. Uh, you can find information on those on the, the Sacred Heart website as a link to that, the Practical or Rambling Fathers, as well as the uh, the Coffee Break. With, there's posters for it here at St. James, uh, the Coffee Break with Ayla, and that's uh, that's yeah. a newer one. Yeah, St. James uh, technically sponsors that one. They drink our coffee on the show. Oh, well, there you Coffee go. Break, yeah. I know, yeah. It's very true, yes. Internet famous coffee. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, thank that's you. Right. 
Thank you so much for, for making the time uh, to come on air with us this morning, Father Tay. It was wonderful talking to you. Um, have a great rest of the conference. Yeah, enjoy Seek. Awesome. Will do. Thank you, guys. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. Stay tuned here on Real Presence Live. We'll go to a quick break and then come back, and we'll be speaking with uh, Father Marty Nagy and Father Deacon Tony Holt uh, from Western North Dakota there about uh, the upcoming Feast of the Theophany. So stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.